Welcome to the Scale Model Podcast. In this podcast, we aim to entertain, inform, and promote the hobby of scale model kit building with interviews, reviews, and news about the hobby. The podcast is available bi-weekly where your favorite podcasts are found, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also get it from our website at scalemodelpodcast.com, where you can find show notes, photo gallery, and so much more. You can also subscribe to get notifications on all our updates, new episodes, and video content. Please support the Scale Model Podcast on Patreon. Patreon supporters enjoy early access to content and exclusive contests. Your Patreon support helps us to offset hosting and other costs to bring the podcast to you. Welcome to episode 106 of the Scale Model Podcast, sponsored by Cult TV Man, Sean's Custom Model Tools, and Return to Kit Form. My name is Stuart Clark, and I'm here with our normal cast of characters, and one at these days, we're going to call him a semi-regular uh, guest from uh, east of Ontario. I'm even going to introduce him first. Mr. Modeler, Playmaker, Chris Wallace, how are you, sir? Stu Clark, I am good. Thank you very much for having me back on the show. Oh, we love having you on. You know, we had we had lots of fan mail when you were on when you were on, and we 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 basically kidnapped you at HeritageCon to step into the to step into the chair there. So it was good. Also, from uh, just on the north shore of Lake Erie, where the wind howls, I don't think all those leaves are still are still raked up. Mister Jeff Highland, how are you, sir? No, they are not raked up, and I don't give a damn anymore. I couldn't well, care less. That's because, you're, that's because you've been sick as a dog, so what, you're feeling I, better. I haven't been sick as a dog, and that's that's sort of a bad thing about dogs. I've, I've been ill, but right. uh, the COVID disappeared, and now I just have the leftover cough, which might show up every every now and again if one of you makes me laugh. So and, wow. well, it's going to be – I know Chris would prefer Painful. not to be, but this is going to be a very – very serious podcast. Well, just get some modeling. Just get some modeling fluid in hand to help you help you uh, do that. <laughs> and also from west of Chicagoland, where a lot of sci-fi modelers reside, and other such such related things. It's Mister Terry Measley. How are you, sir? Good evening, gentlemen. I'm doing pretty good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of goodies. I just want to thank all our Patreon supporters, as always. Uh, you really help make make the show go forward. Uh, patreon.com forward slash scale model podcast occasionally we give you some advanced video sneak peeks news reviews stuff like that but mostly it's the funding that helps keep keep the show going all righty some latest news well you know let's start with the uh, thing everyone you know the the large the large whale in the room shall we say you know, I think I can blame I think I can blame Terry for this because uh, Chris, you started a Let's Get Pacific Group build, and Terry mentioned it, and then I did a smart ass response, and somehow I got suckered in. So let's talk about you are hosting a Let's Get Pacific Group build, aren't you? I am. This is uh, this is over on the uh, Model Airplane Makers Group Build site. We set up a small sub forum to have everyone participate in the first group build and um i'm really looking forward to it so details uh starts december 1 uh 2022 it ends may 30th um any aircraft of any nation that fought in the pacific theater uh, from 1941 to 1945 it's open to everyone who wants to participate so um if Stu, if you'd be kind enough to throw a, a link in the show notes that would be you great bet. There is a link already there, my friend. Perfect. And um, well, 
I'm I'm actually I got some help to help me uh, pull this off from the indescribable Jim Bates at a scale Canadian TV. He's oh, going to know that character. We, we know that shady <laughs> character. Yes. He's going to help me with the admin side. And we've been working on some sponsors. And I am happy to tell you that I have, Jim has, we both have uh, found three. I can't give full details yet, except I know that uh, my local hobby shop, the Hobby Center, is yes. going to be uh, throwing some sponsorship prizes in. And I just found out today. Now, I know of the the extreme rivalry that you have with that uh, plastic model mojo podcast down in uh, Kentucky. Those burn slipping uh, guys. Yes. Yes. And I know that, that, that some stern words were exchanged at the end of last year's Mooseroo, but their show sponsor uh, model paint model paint solutions is going to be sponsoring mm-hmm. us. So I hope that doesn't change our, our relationship at all, gentlemen, but uh, they're, they're, they're in. Awesome. They're going to be in with something. I don't know what it is company. yet, but I will know closer to December 1st to uh, release everything. And so last thing I'll just say is this is not about a contest at all. I really want everyone across the board to be participating. I'd like uh, vets to do it. I'd like newbies to do it. I want everyone to come in, have a great time, build and complete some models. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Very cool. Well, it should be noted, I don't normally do a lot of group builds, but I'm really looking forward to this because it's uh, it's a chance for me to get back into a into a Pacific Theater uh, World War II aircraft space again. Uh, I'll talk a little bit later what I'm planning to uh, do for the group build, but I'm really looking forward to uh, get, getting getting back involved. And so I know I know Terry's going to be involved, Jeff. What about Jeff? Uh, Jeff, yes. I may well indeed get involved. Uh, the one thing about this one that I like, I mean, a number of guys from our club have been involved lately in um, like bonsai builds, basically weekend builds or the, the recent yeah. Thanksgiving turkey shoot uh, build that was going on. And I, I'm i really not that up or 24-hour or 48-hour mm-hmm. build. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so this time frame, Chris, is appealing to me. <laughs> and the nice thing about it, too. To, to, to your point about, you know, building and finishing a kit, um, the deadline, I find, actually does lead you in that direction. I, I tend to sort of lose uh, lose track and gain interest in some other project halfway through, and then it, it sort of sits on the shelf for a little while, <laughs> maybe forever. So this, so this actually having an end date might make me actually finish it. Awesome. The deadlines always help. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Is so, there, we're, yes, sir. Um, are you? Are, are, I mean, I just just a question. Uh, but are you videotaping this episode? I'm going to videotape it, but we're only going to do some, ep, 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 you know, um, bits and pieces. We might release during the week, and that's what else I was going to mention. Oh. Um, yeah, we're doing some video content. I'm just recording the video for now, um, but yeah, we might we might use some some short bits, uh, just you know for promos and things and things like that. Moving forward, that's what we want to maybe do with the podcast. Uh, YouTube's becoming a really big platform these days, and again, if it can reduce our reliance on Facebook, it's something yeah. I'm thinking about. So you know, if 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 you're actually in the witness protection program, any of you, you better let me know now so I can X out your face. So, well, I was uh, going to try and figure out some kind of uh, technology to, to you know, superimpose George Clooney's face over mine and just pretend oh, that that's okay. All right, okay. all right. Just well, be entertaining, Jeff. 
Just, yeah, just be entertaining. Like I said, at least the rest of your rooms look a heck of a lot neater than mine. That's why I've got the Scale Model Podcast banner on the green screen behind me. The nice thing about webcams is they have not a very wide field of vision. Yes, thank right. God. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a large enough green screen. Exactly. No, well, I can put that up too. <laughs> yeah, but no, yours looks good too. Um, so, I one question I do have to ask because I'm not surprised it came up. I saw, I saw someone posted Chris. Oh, I'm going to do a, a VF-84, F-14, because, you know, prior to just before December 6th, it was in combat against two two Japanese Zeros. You know, we've, yeah. we, 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 we've seen it on film. Are we actually going to allow that? Uh, well, I know that particular character very, yeah. very well, yeah. and that was all done <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, as, as are most of his... Um, his quips on, on Facebook. So no, there will be no All F-14s, right. although maybe someday, but not this particular yeah. group. I just, I just <laughs> thought that was amusing. I had to admit, okay, um, I was waiting for it. So there we so, go. No F. So Jeff, you can't build an F-14. Yes, Terry. So Chris, is this all organized on the Facebook group or are there ways for people to participate who are staying away from the Zucker world? Oh, you know, for now, because this is our first one, that's a very good question. Um, because this is our first attempt at this, we're going to keep it on Facebook just to see where this goes. And quite honestly, I had no expectations for it. Um, okay. But so far, we've got 50 people that are signed up for it. Um, so this has way exceeded my expectations already. And we'll see where it goes. But I understand the question, Terry, and maybe the next time around, we'll do something a little different for sure. Okay. I can certainly see that because, again, as we talk about, you know, I'm trying to get some of the podcast away from it. You know, maybe maybe we can talk to one of our one of our good friends who runs a forum, you know, something like that. Maybe uh, Brett down at Hyperscale or something like that, you know, because they do have group builds in various forums on some of the popular forum sites. And I think that would be a good idea. Yeah. So next time, maybe. Yeah. or Yeah, it's, it's three months. So maybe there's no, 50 time. people. That's absolutely awesome. That's going to be fun. So there you go. All right. So start start thinking about it. The link is in the show notes. Uh, you can yep. start December that, 1st. That due date is? May 30th, 2023. Tons of time. So more than three months. Yes. Yep. You, got, months. you got six months to, to complete at least one. And you'll be eligible for some sponsored prizes. Come on, come yeah. everyone. Oh, there you so, go. so what are you what are you gonna work on, Stu? What are you gonna make? I've got a 148 scale Tamiya bow fighter. And oh. thanks to my buddy Mike Hill from the club, he provided me with some RAAF decals. Nice. Um, I've thrown a couple of pictures up. I got this out of a um, I picked this up from oh Dave from Horner Hobbies years ago when he was selling off some of his stash, a couple of heritage cons ago and it's one of these white boxes so mm -hmm. it came with the bow fighter and it came with a 148 scale uh to me a bren 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 carrier bren gun carrier so i actually gave gave the uh the gun carrier to our buddy in the club frank and he just finished it as one of the things for his for his uh, blitz build so and because i knew i knew he'd build it up well and i i wasn't interested um, so yeah, looking for it. It's been about a year and a half since I finished the. I think it was the. I think it was the Hasegawa uh, Hawker Typhoon in 148, and that's the last 148th World War II build I've done. And I'm really looking forward to getting back to it. I got so much to build, and I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah. Now I can tell you that I've built the uh, the, the bow fighter. 
and it has you'll love the cockpit you'll love the interior it is really well done the only issue is that once that is inside that plane it all closes yeah. up you lose about 80 percent <laughs> which yeah. is really yeah, unfortunate fine. because they did such yeah. a fantastic job uh rendering it it's beautiful oh i know i like like that's why i say i'm i really wish some of the companies would offer like a clear you know like a clear quarter fuselage or a clear half fuselage i mentioned it on the last podcast yeah, i, I um, built one of those 25 years ago yeah i i don't remember much about the build but i I, I would have remembered if it was bad. Yeah, no, it's, you know, I built a 172nd Matchbox one when I was a kid. Um, I've, I know, I haven't built a 48th one. I'm really looking for, like I said, I'm looking forward to getting into a lot of, back into 48th builds. Uh, I've got a ton of six Spitfires, two Hurricanes to build. I've got a, I'm waiting for the Arma Hurricane 48 scale to come out. I really want to get my, my teeth into that. Right. Once they officially announce it, they keep, delaying it i have to email them again i don't think the restraining order counts <laughs> so at least out of europe so i think i'll be fine got anything so, yeah. sitting there jeff for a pacific I'm build i'm here thinking that i'm gonna have to do a little bit of research and find what i what, what would have to be the most obscure aircraft that flew <laughs> in that theater at that time i'm thinking with any luck there was a museum Fokker d7 that was sort of flown for one half mission and shot down by, <laughs> you know, or something like that. That's what I'll look well, for. Or maybe, well, keep, maybe keep in mind, <laughs> you know, keep, keep in mind, like someone's building, I think, a P-40 out of Alaska, you know, as long as it touches the Pacific. Yeah. You know, yeah. All scales. So all sorts of possible. Like I said, I, I wanted to build the bullfighter. I just didn't have the decals for it originally, but now I do. So there'll be the, you know, now I'm, now I'm researching some of the paint schemes because the Australian green and brown was slightly different than the, uh, than the standard British one, depending when the aircraft flew. Yeah. It's been quite interesting. Um, because like most of my standard colors, like that I, I use either Tamiya or AK, it's not really a matching one without a lot of mixing. Now I can go with Vallejo, but I'm still doing some research. It's one of those things where it's like it can it can ignite a firestorm on the forums, uh, but it really depends when the aircraft was delivered. Like certain ones before a certain time, there were the standard, uh, you know. RAF brown and uh, brown and uh, green, and then a little bit later on, they went to a slightly darker green. And of course, there's the debate about if it's sky or not. You know, in in the end, if I come close, that's fine. I'm on a rivet paint counter, right. so mm -hmm. right, right. Yeah. yeah, but it's 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 going to be fun just to build something at a slightly larger scale because I finished that Armor Hurricane 72nd scale Ar Armor Hurricane in RAF, and it was beautiful build, but it's man, is it tiny. You know, I don't, I, you know, never mind about Kentucky Dave. Well, you know, Kentucky Dave says 70 seconds, God's true scale. No, 48. Don't talk to me about the tiny. You didn't build a BD5J. I, I built one of those. <laughs> well, that's your own it's, fault. You know, it's an inch, inch long. It's an inch long. And it's oh, I know. I know. And then you got your Felix Stowe to build. And, you know, Ooh, that's yeah, I know. It's large. A <laughs> Maybe you can see if a, there you go. Maybe one of the museum Felix stows. Maybe maybe one was in the Pacific. That's you what see I was it flew on a mission. <laughs> it's a secret mission. Very few it's people. Very know secret. About. Yeah. There you go. You I like a, that. A B ten. There's all kinds of stuff on those islands. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots hey. of ideas. 
Amelia Earhart, she showed up. That's it. There you go. There goes the neighborhood. Okay. All right. Well, you make sure you sign up there, Jeff. We're looking forward to seeing what you have in mind. Okay. Next up, our good friend over in Machine Krieger land. He uh, has the gallery up um, with some of the winners of from the Paint on Plastic competition. Uh, you know, just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, you know, we're talk, of course, we're talking Lincoln Wright. Uh, they had the uh, thing with his the guy, the sensei who trained him and a few other master judges. Uh, just very, very cool. And some beautiful work there from the photo gallery. Uh, just, yeah, I continue just to be astounded by the quality of this stuff. Just absolutely, like some of the detailed wiring. Um, yeah, just, you know. I just had to point point that out. The one I really love for the humor, uh, for Natalie, uh, for her full machining machining breakfast. I saw so that. Got, yeah, and that's like yeah. not 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 real food. I thought it was real food, but no, it's their models. It's models <laughs> of the beans and eggs, and you know, just very cool. But yeah, just some just some gorgeous stuff there. You'll see. Even you know, the van was cool. Lots of lots of stuff stuff to check out. So make sure you check out that gallery when you have a few moments because yeah, just 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 gorgeous stuff. What more can we say there? How come the pilots so often are young women just in their underwear? I don't understand that. Well it's it's a small cockpit and it gets very mm -hmm. hot and the women are obviously better at gunnery and while piloting a mech like Okay, that, that does make a lot of sense to me. The That's future, what all I can think of. I don't know. The future maybe. of warfare is female. I like it. Yeah, you know, and and again, you got to consider where they're being made. You know, if if you can have a if you can have a show all about young young high school girls piloting, you know, tiger tanks and stuff like that, then with the appropriate model kits, then they can have this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, That's dear. all I got. That's all I got. You know, anyone else, please feel free to speak up. All right. Uh, another one in the category of this looks absolutely gorgeous, but I have nowhere to put it. Much like I said for my 48 scale Lancasters. And now there's two sitting behind me. Uh, Airfix's 124 Spitfire Mark 9 has officially been released. They invited uh, quite a few YouTubers in that over in the UK strictly, because I'm sure if it, if it was over here, my invitation would have come in the mail since I'm such right. an Airfix Spitfire fanboy. <laughs> Right. For myself and Chris, I'm sure uh, they went behind the scenes. They got to see how the thing was put together and they got a kit to take home. Damn it. Um, so both these links go to YouTube videos. One's a bit from Airfix. Their channel is actually a really good one to subscribe to and their social media. They're really they basically get it. They're, you know, they're posting a lot. They're releasing emails behind the scenes. Um, they have a preview of the designer interview. Uh, the guy who designed it, but they show what's involved in packing it, uh, producing it, all that. It's really kind of neat if you want to see kind of behind the scenes. So this kit is being produced, made, manufactured, packaged completely within the UK. So hopefully that'll solve some of the some of the QC problems. This is their flagship kit. They're not, as we say, they're not pissing around. They're I really. Noticed, I noticed that the bags of uh, plastic nodules were from Korea. Well, yeah, but it's being packaged in, you know, 
it's being yeah. molded in the UK. And that was, that seems to be the problem before with short shots and that. So, and yeah. you know, so far people seem to be very favorable. You're always going to get the rivet counters out there. Um, but a gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous looking kit. Um, I'm looking forward to when the local hobby shop gets, gets, gets one just to see it. Um, and again, fairly, fairly fair, fair value, some great schemes. Uh, again, I just don't have room to put one in anywhere right now, sadly. Well, you Very know sad. what? If you can't do 124, you could always get the Kotari. Uh, 30 seconds, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, yeah <laughs> and think, we talked about that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mike and I both ordered one of those. Did you order one of those too, didn't you, Jeff? I have not yet, no. Uh, I thought you did. No, I didn't. No, I, didn't. I, know, I didn't correct you guys at the last, in the last oh, show. Man. Uh, man, oh, man. I was sorely tempted to um, to pick up uh, one or two wingnut kits from that the most recent uh, uh, sales. Sales here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. here, there, and everywhere. But uh, to your point about uh, uh, what do you call it? The shipping from Andy's Hobbies uh, to Canada. I just I, did, I had yeah. that experience myself in the past where they screw you over completely at the border. If they go U U UPS from the states, you're screwed. If they go UPS yeah. from the states. Yeah, U.S. And, only way U.S. Postal Service, but Andy, Andy won't do that. No. He won't do U.S. Postal Service. Sadly, your your bet your odds are better. That's why I I've tended to lately in the last you know ten years or so I order from either 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 the U.K. Hannets or a couple of sources, or out of Australia or Japan. I I get it just as quick, and I don't usually get screwed. Yeah, Please Australia's mind. been fantastic. Australia's been great. Yeah. Chris, Chris, how about you? What have your experience has been ordering from the states? Mixed bag. Um, but yeah, anything UPS, I avoid just for that that very same reason. And mm-hmm. same, same with you in terms of ordering from other places. It's very strange, right? You can order it from Australia and Asia, wherever. Uh, not a problem. Uh, in fact, I ordered one last year, um, last spring, just before the invasion of the Ukraine or Ukraine. And mm-hmm. that that for some incredible reason got here, even though what had happened there had happened, and that got here in record time. I couldn't. Be, I I was fully prepared to have conceded that kit, that whatever, and it got here. I was I was quite amazed. They strap it on the bottom of of the Ukrainian MiG twenty nines, and away they go. Filling orders. There, I know plenty of people who yep. are ordering directly from manufacturers in the Ukraine. Right, they're doing. They're they're, they're they're doing really yeah. well. Exactly. Albert model stuff I've ordered came directly. Yeah, yep. Ukraine, yep. Ukraine, Ukraine model manufacturers. The, first of all, I'm astounded how many there are. There's a lot, yeah. and mm-hmm. they're pretty good. Uh, right. But they have gone so much further up in my book just because of the way they've managed to persevere through this thing. Uh, good for them. Kudos. Well, to them. you know, and again, there's been a lot of, uh, you know. <sighs> The, the modeling communities kind of kind of come come together. Um, you know, we, we talk about we talked about Chris Metting's uh, models for Ukraine Volume Two. Uh, mm-hmm. You can still order that from inside the Armor Armor Publications. So uh, for those of you who haven't yet, you know, definitely something to something to think in mind. Um, yeah, very cool, very cool stuff. So definitely worthy of it. Okay, moving on. Hey, the Space Art calendar is out. Yeah, I yeah. thought I'd put this in here to remind people that Chris Dahl, who's been on the show with Space Art, mm-hmm. uh, he's doing a bit of a sale over the holiday, I guess, to move some uh, stuff out of his house, and including the calendar. And it's this calendar's inexpensive, nice to have on the on the wall. Yeah, and there's some beautiful artwork here as always. Yeah, and it's 
for uh, original artwork, have a look through, find something you like. You yeah. know, it's original artwork. Exactly. So, exactly. Wow. Yeah. See the brush. Yes. It's all the happy little, happy little trees. Or happy, happy little, little happy little novas and happy, happy little, little nebulae. <laughs> happy little supernovas and all that. All yeah. right. Let's let's move on. Uh, latest hobby announcements. All sorts of goodies. We were we were talking pre-show about about the rivet counting, and oh my goodness, this one attracted a lot. Ravel out of Germany. Ravel Germany. They are have announced a new tool, 132nd scale hurricane. Uh, this is the Mark IIb in 132nd scale. Uh, this is showing some of the some of the test shots and that. And from my understanding, the rivet counting was getting so extreme. Even though they said this is just a test shot, this is a CAD test shot, not real. Um, people were just you know, the normal thing. Someone posted this great thing. I'll have to find the link. They had a scale modeling uh, forum bingo where you basically had, oh, it's too expensive. Why not this? Why? And you could basically go into a forum and cross <laughs> cross off your bingo, you know, your, your, your bingo sheet. Now, unfortunately, I didn't put it in the show notes, but the designer of this is someone who's well-regarded. Um, he's done some other work and he actually went on a forum and kind of corrected some of these. And, you know, I love it because uh, uh, um, one of the UK podcasts, just might have been Drew, mentioned uh, in, a, in a post, he said, yeah, it's amazing how all the forums went suddenly quiet when the guy who designed it's kind of corrected the ball on some of this right. stuff. <laughs> yeah, just, you know. Yeah, just 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 hilarious. So you know, and, and, and you basically read you, you you basically read some of the discussion here from the modeling news, and you know, one of the things that people said, oh, it's only got eight, it's supposed to have twelve. Well, the modeling news here said, uh, you know, due to a shortage, most of these aircraft carried only eight guns. But you know, thirty second scale, this looks awfully pretty. Again, I'm a big fan, REF World War II fighters. I'm totally yeah, I love this stuff, and it, this looks nice, like. I don't know if it's accurate or perfect, but it looks awfully pretty. Yeah. I look about, forward to uh, it. I mean, uh, my, you know, we should see some more of this scale. Yep. Chris, go ahead. Uh, about a year ago, I, I wrote uh, a little piece on my blog about models that broke the internet. And yes. Thank you. Yes. It happens every once in a while. There, I can, I can remember the AMK F-14D, which... Wow, that was uh, that definitely broke the internets and uh, the Edward 109, their first attempt at it, and the Trumpeter yep. Wildcat comes to mind. And I think, there, oh yeah, there was the Dragon Mustang, which still gets people's blood pressure going. Mm, so yes, every now and yes. then, there's for whatever reason, there's a new release. It's not every new release, but all of a sudden the hawks come down and and the internets break, and it's quite. Oh, I think it's funny. funny to see that people just go to this extent to yep. uh, to complain or to to whinge about it. But hey, it's entertaining for me. You know, what? I know I'm nothing about it. hurricanes, by the way. No, no, no I know, but I'm going to find that link because that that rem- as soon as you said that, I went, "That's right, that's right." I remember you writing about that because, yeah, you know, we're we'll talk about you and your and your blog and that that in a, in, a, in a little bit. But yeah, that was an excellent point, and it's so true. It is. It's like. God, people, you know, it's only a TV show is the start. We used to say to the Star Trek fans, right? <laughs> um, you know, stuff like that. But anyway, no, but it's, you know what? Good for them. There's obviously they perceive there's a market. Um, yeah, I love hurricanes. It looks it looks gorgeous. And again, it was only a CAD rendering, 30 centimeters in length, 
38 in width. And uh, yeah, you know, Revell Germany is not like your old Revell USA. They know what they're doing. So let's, you know, let's let, let's give them some time and we'll we'll see what happens. OK, uh, we were talking 148 because I gave Frank a Bren gun carrier. Uh, the modeling news talks about a uh, Tamiya's got a new uh, feature in their 148, the new M8. This is the Howitzer motor carriage. This was at their Japan hobby fair. There wasn't a lot of announcements out of this. Um, so this was at the Tamiya Fair, a lot of RC stuff, but this was uh, a uh, unannounced item. So this is a new toolkit, M8 148 scale. Um, it looks very nice for that scale. And they've been, you know, they do gangbusters in their 148 scale armor. I know the guys that build it, they do highly respect the Tamiya stuff. Again, similar to the aircraft, shake and bake. Yeah, so, it yeah. looks really good. It's, it does. 48 scale looks great. Look at all the yeah. mud. Like, I love looking at the the pictures that they put on, uh, you know, oh, actual yeah. in action. Look at the mud on this one shot. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Open out. Yep. Man, you can really screw up your tracks, and completely nobody would know. Well, that's what I've done. With, I've had to do that with at least two sets of tracks over the years. Oh, yeah, it's half sunk in the mud, so it doesn't show the broken track link or whatever. Yeah, um, it's got a big tarp over the turret as well, so you could yeah. screw up your turret. I, I just love this kind of stuff. Well, it's the same thing one does in aircraft. If you screw up the cockpit masking on the canopy, you just cover the damn thing with a tarp. Yeah, you can throw a tarp on it. Throw a tarp on it. It's fine. It's weathered, you know, whatever. All right. Uh, some announcements from our friends at Trumpeter in January. Uh, a little bit of an early one. Uh, let's see here. First off is the MI-8MT HIP-H in 148 scale. Uh, Russian attack slash transport helicopter. That'll be a big size in that scale. It was a big helicopter. Yep. A bunch of different marking guides. Lots of decals. Very classic uh, Soviet helicopter. I love yep. it. Full mass set for the windows, which is always nice. 14 yeah. sprues. Next up, we have the Russian uh, 2S35 Kola Tissa. I, I'm as bad with Russian names as Dave, Dave Goldfinch is <laughs> with mailbox names. Uh, this is the 135th scale. This is an unmanned turret, 152-millimeter or- mm-hmm. ordnance, so it's a self-propelled howitzer. But you basically, it just, you know, you park it and it shoots. Did I think you it's call, did you call that Koala Titsa? Koala Bear? Yeah, I did. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's Koala Tsaya. Right. Well, see, I told Koala-tsaya. you. This is, why, yeah. this is why I have you to correct me. Yamamoto. Okay. Yamamoto, Yamato, Yamamoto. I know. See, we can't get away. And then we got to say Zeppelins later, too. So yeah. at some point, we'll I say Zeppelins. This is nice. And, and you know, as I've said many times before, you could sci-fi this up. So, this yeah, is, that's uh, nice. This is a mean-looking machine. It is. It is. I think I'd be, be nervous. Bigger. I think I'd be nervous firing at 90 degrees from the center of the truck. Ooh. Well, it does have the little, you know, arms that come out. That's the idea. <laughs> I'd still be a little nervous, yeah. I think. Well, 152-millimeter 100, bore. Yeah. That's a big just make sure just make sure you got your earplugs, right? Oh. So Yeah, very nice. So yeah, that's what that's what our friends at did I miss anything there? I think I got both of them. Yep, that's what they have there. Uh two very nice, nice looking kits, two different, completely different uh scales for people. Okay. Another one which has been a little bit of a lightning rod 
the uh, we they did have it again at Tamiya Fair. Uh, Spruce colors test build with painting of the Tamiya's 48 scale F35 Lightning A. Again, I have never read and heard so many differing opinions on RAM coatings in my life as I have for this thing. Um, you know, but again, <laughs> not my not you know not my aircraft, but it does does look nice. Go ahead, Chris. I really hope. Now I don't know for sure, but is to me announcing any sort of paint to go with this model, like that nice, beautiful gray <laughs> metallic finish, or because sometimes they do that, right? Sometimes they they do. Yeah, have sometimes. Yeah, I haven't heard, haven't oh, heard right. anything yet. Maybe they're waiting. Maybe they're waiting till after the new year for the next firestorm oh, of controversy, okay. right, from modelers. But okay. you know, all I all I remember is when I saw this, like the details of this, like inside the wheel bays, and mm. it's beautiful molding. Um, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And, you this, know, this is a kit, nice guys. This is a, kit, this is a kit for people who love to uh, paint, you know, internals, because this is yeah. just beautiful. Exactly. A lot of ordnance. Nine countries, including, I believe, was it Norway or Holland that has the drag shoot fairing includes one for that. I think it's Norway. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like, like, like the one here with the weapons bay, just as you say, Jeff, the internals are just gorgeous. You know, people may bitch and complain about this, but this is nice. Yeah. Here's, here's the Ram apply to the entire future fuselage. It looks very subtle. looks like you just use some uh, enamel watches mm -hmm. and you can get what you're looking for. So, yeah. yeah, this, yeah, unpainted parts are shaded with black ink. So whoever built this did a nice job. And yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm sure there'll be aftermarket. Um, you know, people may, 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 as I say, bitch and complain, but it looks nice. Uh, you can get it for 62 bucks US at Hobby Link Japan. It'll be available December 17th. Somewhere I love the canopy on this. This is one of those ones where, uh, you know, you really shouldn't be have to complain about you know, covering up all the details once you close it in. This is, this is, yeah, a and it, it comes with a good looking pilot too. Yeah. Well, and in that scale, yeah, and it comes with a pilot, which not everyone does these days. So keep that in mind, kids. Yeah, it'll be a nice kit. I'm sure we'll see it. I'm sure we'll see at least one or two on the tables at Heritage Con by the time that, 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 that rolls around. Okay. Next up is a 1972 from Mobius Ford F-250 Ranger 125th, and it has a snowplow. How wonderful for the, uh, for the winter season. They're calling this the Ford pickup series. Um, new parts, again, the, the plow. This is a, an older mold that Mobius did back in 2015. Um, but again, different stuff they've done over the years with it. So that'll be kind of neat. <laughs> um, I just thought I'd include it for the car folks. I know uh, a good friend of the show, Dave Blappy Gurton, has been building, a, I think he's building a 150 from yeah. AMT. He's been building one. But, you know, again, good for those Canadian winters. How, how soon before we see a 3D printed um, snowman and the father and the kit, you know, like on the box art? I'm thinking 3D printed, rusted out lower panels on the all. all, all. There you go. There you go. Make it truly. A, oh, and you have to get some 3D printed Tim's Tim's coffee is in the cab and the and, and back in the bed, right? Yeah, right. and 3D printed fuzzy dice to hang from the mirror. There you go. See, see, Jeff's got it all all together. Yeah, there, there, there you go. You just got to work out a deal with 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 uh, Tim Hortons. There you go. There you go. You could be onto something there. All right, in the slightly more you know, under the interesting stuff. Um, 
Welsh models. I uh, do a lot of interesting stuff, a lot in resin and vac form. This is the uh, REF 172nd scale wedge tail uh, in REF service. Uh, so this is a Boeing, you know, I think it's a 737 and they stick this great bloody radar antenna off on top of it. It's called the E7A. Um, I, I know some people who would love to build this. It's going to be yeah. A this is a, a mix of it's a, the vac form fuselage, but the rest of it's resin. Yeah, yeah. Looks like yeah. It's like an AWACS. I'm going to have to buy something. Uh, maybe that Spartan from uh, from these guys. Oh Just yeah, they do a lot of like they do a lot of a lot of good things. Well, I think we talked about them before. They're making the Val yeah. die bomber. Um, yeah, you know, and and of course, yep. Yep, that was them. Huh. And then and, and then of course I like what Aeroscale did a week ago. They had welcome back, Judy. Fine molds is to re-release the one forty eight scale of uh the D four Y Comet Judy and a photo etch detail set. That's on their sidebar there. So again, lots of lots of different things coming out from various manufacturers. Maybe that for the Pacific build. I'm just you know Oh no 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 the Val is infinity models. Oh okay. injection. Oh okay, okay. different Val then. And speaking of, we didn't, we don't have it in the notes, but we probably should add it. Uh, the Belcher Bits uh, CL52 conversion set. I was going to wind you about that up on, uh, under things we've seen, but oh, we can damn. add that. Yeah, we damn. can add that. No, no, you know what? We'll 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 we'll, 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 we'll totally add that. Yeah, Belcher. All right. So next up, also a good possibility for the Pacific Group build, our friends at Arma. You know, how, how about how, you know, it's almost like they knew you were going to do this, do, do this group build, Chris. And they said, mm -hmm. you know, what, 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 what can we do? Let's do the Cactus Air Force, an F4 Wildcat and a P3090 Air Cobra, both previous releases, but in one set. You know, I've, I, like I said, I just finished the hurricane. Obviously, uh, Jeff's working on the Musaru Cup, and I've heard of the uh, Mustang, but I've heard some wonderful, Arma makes some wonderful stuff. You know, it's interesting. I just finished reading the biography about the, you know, Admiral Yamoto. Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Did I get that one right this time? No, Yamamoto. No, no. All right. A little bit of both. Yamato. Yes. Admiral Yamato. And the guy, oh, no, and the guy... <laughs> Yamamoto. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I couldn't be winding you up, could I, Jeff? Um, anyway, the good admiral and the guy that and the guy that was in charge of the P-38s that shot him down. Uh, I read a fascinating biography, and and this particular pod, whose name of course now escapes me, started by flying flying, uh, you know, P-39s. Um, at Guadalcanal. So it was quite fascinating to see this. So yeah, as we say, combined kit, uh, markings for, uh, you know, four or five aircraft for Guadalcanal. It also includes some 3D printed detail sets. So like, again, set of Wildcat sprues, set of Air Cobra sprues, eight marking options, four for each, painting masks, plus accessories for both aircraft. So again, if you're into that, you, you can't go wrong. These are beautiful games. And the 3D extras, go ahead, Chris. And, and you really should be into it because of, of all of the Aracobras, these are historically the coolest ones. If you read anything, in fact, I, I, I put, mm -hmm. put something note, a note down further in your notes. If you read about what those pilots were doing on Guadalcanal with these really uh, mm -hmm. back Aracobras, 
And they were flying literally 500 feet off the runway and having to uh, strafe Japanese attacks and, and, and immediately yes. having to come back to reload. And they, it's, it's just incredible what these guys were able to do with a plane that doesn't get a whole lot of love out there. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. This is the it right thing because- for the right kit. Yeah. And it was the right role for that sort of thing. They didn't have to fly high. There was no point in flying high. Correct. Yeah. So natural aspiration was just fine. Yeah. And exactly. I, I've read some stuff on Guadalcanal as well. And those P-39 pilots practiced with that 37 millimeter gun shooting oil cans on the beaches. Uh-huh. They got that gun down and they essentially would not miss with it. So when yep. the Japanese brought these troop barges through, they would plunk three or four holes in them and just watch them sink. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And Stuart, uh, to answer your question, it was Rex Barber who shot down Admiral Yamamoto. Right. Although there yeah. some controversy that it's some guy named Lanfear, but I, I don't, right. I don't yeah. agree with that story. I think it <laughs> yeah, was, this, uh, it was this Barber. Book I read, this particular book I read dealt with the squadron commander, the leader. Um you know, kind of his backstory at kind of at the same time as the Admiral. Of course, now I cannot remember the book for the life of me. I'm going to have to uh, look it up again. And uh, I'll, I'll remember it in about five minutes and then I'll just come out and blurt it, bl- blurt it right out. It was a good little thing because a lot of people didn't re- realize the good Admiral wasn't really a saint. You know, he basically abandoned his wife for a mistress. Um, and but it was it was fascinating to kind of read and and again the way they set it up was really good because they went you know for a while out of Japan then a while in America from this kid from this kid growing up in the South uh, here we go Dead Reckoning story of how Johnny Mitchell and his fighter pilots Mitchell so the, that's right, yeah. yeah Johnny Mitchell so it's by Dick Lear um, a very good read I really enjoyed it um, again a lot learned a lot of stuff I didn't know about the particular attack and about the Guadalajara canal campaign so yeah very good very good book to read so again if you're thinking about doing the group group build this might be uh, another good one to look at and uh, arma if you're listening please please don't delay the 48 scale hurricane yet again (laughs) and if you like like dirtying up your planes and heavily weathered aircraft this is the one to do it too (laughs) just beautiful molding and all that okay moving on model monkey they do all sorts of cool 3d printed stuff i noticed this one because again i was i was reading about bullfighters and that and they had a bunch of uh they had some new arrivals including a 132nd scale bullfighter the thimble radome uh from that one that from 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 the night fighter as well as a bunch of 1350th and 1700th scale uh 3d printed accessories again the only way i will build some of these 1350th ships is if i can get accessories 3d printed because i'm not yeah. i'm not folding a tiny piece of photo etch 28 times. Right. That's not fun. Yeah. Sorry, Ian, but photo etch is not my friend. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they've got a yeah. lot of neat, neat, neat things. Go ahead, sir. Really take the time and look through. They've got us broken out by scale and everything. Yeah. Especially if you're some of these 48th and 32nd scale aircraft builders. They've got, you know, 3D printed gun sites that will make a huge difference. The stuff in the kits just isn't great. And that's very mm-hmm. difficult to cast well. At that, mm-hmm. So at that kind of little tiny scale. So oh, these exactly. are very interesting uh, tip tanks. And, and like we, we talked with Norris Grazer, who's also casting up some of these little uh, unusual P-47 tanks. Uh, they've got some of these too. Mm-hmm. These ones that were like split apart with a seam welded down the, the center to extend them. 
You know, it's, you know, it's interesting. I was I was going through this, and on the first page, it mentions uh, one ninety six Mushashi Shanimu Yamoto r- 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 rudders. One ninety six. You know what, Stuart? You there were three ship names there, and you didn't get a single one right. That's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Big Japanese battleships. Okay, how about that? One ninety six. Yeah. So I looked it up. This is the fleet scale. They have a battleship IJN 196 scale, 874 pounds. I was going to say, like, I was looking at that and thinking, holy crap, like, 196 Yamato would be huge. Yeah, 108 inches by 16 inches. Nuts. Yeah, plans, main deck, after deck. Yeah, and then you can buy other fitting packs and all that. Like, holy cow, I'll have this later on. That's practically Man. a canoe. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you could RC it, right? I know. Oh, like, yeah. you know, I looked at some of the pictures. I just did a Google search, and it's a couple of them. And needless to say, they're all being built in garages. I'm just, you know, <laughs> that's crazy. That's like the guys who build the 172nd scale uh, Enterprise aircraft carriers yeah. and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bad. Absolutely crazy. But yeah, no, as we were saying, yeah, they have some pretty cool stuff at Model Monkey. Mm -hmm. uh, If you want to make things real pretty, this will probably, I've got a couple of 1350th battleships in the stash I've acquired over the years. And like I said, this will be about the only way. I'll have to look, see, because I have a Fletcher uh, destroyer too, I'd want to build. And it came with a, uh, a photo etch set. But again, I'd rather do some of this. So very cool stuff. All right. And then we have something I think which might be up Jeff's alley because he, he likes. Oh yeah, cars. oh yeah. I love kit Pershing launcher and a gun truck. So the M one thousand one with the M nine seven ninety Erector launch trailer. Uh, so you know, you get a bloody Pershing missile here, Jeff, with a truck. You, know, you, you know, honestly, you had a good excuse here to screw up the the word the reading because they they spelled launch wrong. I know. But I ignore La they, they spell it Lanucher. I know. How do you I get Lanucher? Who knows? In their excitement. In their excitement, you know. But this looks nice. Yeah. this is. I, I was looking at this and thinking, wow, like the Pershing would not have been a fast set up and fire kind of rocket. No. <laughs> fast enough. As long as, you know, return fire doesn't arrive before it's gone. I mean, yeah, the nose cone's not even attached. You'd have to, you'd have to put the thing together before you could even erect yeah. it. Yeah, 447, so 40, yeah, 447 millimeters. So 44, 44 centimeters, yeah. That's a big, that's a big beastie. 960 parts, 26 sprues. That'll keep you busy over the winter. <laughs> yeah, Full drive trains, yeah. lots nice of photo good. etch, a little bit of photo etch. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Well, I, 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 I saw that and I thought of you. Yeah, you know me. I know you. It's I'm, it's got I'm a rockets. Sucker for, sucker for launchers. I know. I know. I had to put that one in just 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 for you. Um, oh yes, and then we're going to talk about the Belcher bits, which I don't have a link for. Why don't you Why don't you talk about that, Jeff? Since they obviously shamelessly looked at your 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 kit and said, "Okay, he's finished it. Let's release something commercially." I do not think so, but I do think uh, Mike Belcher has uh, is, is kind of like a a known saint in the industry in Canada for, for uh, all the stuff he's done over the years uh, for Canadian subjects. And uh, he's put together a, um, a sort of a, a conversion set to add the Avro Aero Orinda engine pod to the back uh, of, 
uh, a B-47, Hasegawa B-47 mm. in 172nd scale, which happens to be what I've been working on for three years um, and trying to write a, an article about it for RT, <laughs> for IPMS Canada. And it's sitting here behind me. Oh, oh, but, uh, yeah, anyway, I've already got well past the part where uh, it would be of any use to me. But for anybody else who wants to build a CL-52, uh, Mike Belcher, Belcher Bits, is going to is bringing this thing out, and there's a lot of people with a lot of interest in it. So now the rush is on for me to finish my damn article and get so, it off, yeah. get it off to Steve Solvay and have it published before everybody writes their own damn article. Well, you know what? You, 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 you know what? I, I think it's uh, Chris's local hobby shop, uh, you know, Bill's Hobby Center. That you know they had him on on his podcast. So I think that was like a shot across the bell, bow. For you to no get your kidding. article, your tailing gear, wake, so wake me up. And then at the same time, I got an email from Steve Sovey, who's the editor of RT, saying, <laughs> "Writing this thing or what's going on?" Well, that's because so, he saw he he saw Bill's video. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been it. Must have been it. Must have been it. Exactly. Exactly. See, they all knew. I also remember we had a couple of guys in the club years ago. It seemed like, and they were heavy into scratch building and stuff like that. Whenever they finished something, a major project, within two weeks or two months later, one of the manufacturers would release a mainstream kit. Isn't that always the way? Always the way. I would hear the language. You would hear the language. I know. But that's that's pretty cool. What I'll do is I'll pull a picture of the uh, of my current work in progress, and you can stick it on as being what's on my bench. <laughs> well, you know what we did we did point out something. You at least added some engine detail. Oh yeah, I added a full engine. Yeah, and- where, where his doesn't. So I I still think there's a marketing opportunity for for, for you there. You know, with some I mean, of the guys we have in the club with 3D printers and that. I'm just. I saying. made that engine. I'm old school. I made that engine out of this a highlighter. Yes. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Nope. True, true. The way to do it. Exactly. So, all right, we will move on now to Scalemate's new kit releases. So this is full kits, new tools. Uh, This is from November 28th, because I do have people that say, please let let us know what what date you're doing this on so we can find it. So look at this. We have a Percival E-2H Mugal. 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 Sorry, you're absolutely right. I'm having fun. I'm just gonna we're we're we're, we're gonna call this trying not to wind up Jeff by yeah, speaking a slightly a different job. language. I am. This is job. this is a neat a neat looking thing. Never yeah, heard of I it. Like it. It's like a racing plane, I think. Yeah, it looks like it. But uh, very cool, very streamlined. The pers- yeah, it's a trainer, wasn't it? No, no, that 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 one wasn't. The Percival was a trainer, but this All is right. a yeah. Yeah. Oh, also in the Pacific vein, uh, looks like Academy is releasing an A6M2B, the Model 21, from the Battle of Midway. They say it's a new tool. Hmm. I, I think it, I've seen it out. I've seen someone somewhere with a box of it. I'm pretty sure. Cool. So I think okay. It might be already be cool. out. I'm not sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, these are just when they're added to the Scalemates database. Um, if we keep going here, what else do we got here? Uh, Avant-Garde has an MI-HIP-148, the early model. Uh, oh, here we go. Zookeepers and White Rhino set, 135th. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Continuing that, that line. That's that's great. That's what they do. What's next? Beaver Corporation, GB engine starting car with the figure. Just, oh, okay. So the engine start for certain, what are these Japanese planes, I guess? It looks like. Yeah. yeah. So like a power cart, but instead of power truck. Yep. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's that's very cool. Please speak up if anything else that catches your eye. 
as I go through here. Uh, a couple of Zvezdas, a Yak 40, and a 2 plus 95. Look at these games workshop. Yeah, the new Necromunda stuff. That's kind of cool. The tank refueling center. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, they're doing yeah, a lot of these things in, in plastic now that were that were metal yeah. or resin before. Yeah, and the molding's fantastic. Much nicer. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I, I might want to try one of those just for the sheer fun of painting. They're fun. They're, they're an absolute joy to put together, and you can paint them however you want. And they're just, yeah, they're a whole lot of fun. Okay, a bunch of what? Russian fire trucks further down under November 25th. Oh, yeah. For, and, and 43rd scale, a whole yeah, ton of stuff. AVD, yep. Total ton of stuff they've announced. For any of, you guys, any of our listeners who, who are members of IPMS Canada, the latest uh, Beaver Tales, which is the electronic membership uh, news mm-hmm. little newsletter thing, it, there has, there's an article in there, and I don't I can't remember the fellow who did it, but he did a great job of it. It's a Russian sort of Antarctic exploration vehicle. Right. From the, from the 60s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. And uh, mm-hmm. it, I, I saw these and I immediately thought, wait a second, that kind of looks sort of like, except that one was uh, fully tank-based. So, right, uh, right. Uh, here's, here, here's something else, the Curtis SC-1C Hawk. You know, you, I, you just don't seem to see as much of the U.S. Navy seaplanes until recently. You know, that's, some- that's that has been... Well underdone. I know um, yeah. Cinefair has a 48 scale Seahawk. I've got two of those if somebody wants one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bought it for cheap. Uh, yeah, and all of these observation planes, like the, well, they, they, the Seagull was used through the war, eventually right. replaced by the Seahawk, and, and, and occasionally on some of those with um, a good Kingfisher, but we don't have a good 48 scale Kingfisher either. Right. Nope. Yeah, yeah. very old one. Said. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you know, there's another area because we see a lot of, you know, I know Mike from uh, a Kentucky. Mike, he likes he likes seaplanes. And, yeah, uh, yeah, they're very underserved. The catapult yeah. planes, the Japanese um, Hasegawa did the Pete's and the um, what was the the other Dave? one? Was it Dave? Or? Dave. Yes. Dave? Okay. God, yep. Oh, maybe I'll build that instead. Um, <laughs> you can always build um, more than one. I'm just saying. Terry. Yes. Well. Um, yeah. So they released those, but the the American ones, and I'm sure the Brits and Italians and such as well. Oh, excellent. Are excellent. Underserved. Yeah. So something to model kit manufacturers listen up. November nineteenth, a uh, bunch of cool sci-fi stuff. I know we mentioned this on the build night last week. So, Arma models. This is the Russian Arma models. They've got a Soyuz spacecraft in one to one four four, Nebulon EF twenty six Nebulon B, and Hammerhead uh, Corvette from one twenty seven hundred from the blockade uh, runner as well. All yep. in this twenty seven hundred scale. Is it for a game system maybe? I think it's a popular scale for these larger oh. ships. Yeah, and it could be for a game system as well. Um, but yeah, the spacecraft are cool. Uh, what else here? Anything else? The M the M eight. Tamiya is coming out with a no. Is it has? Oh, it's Hasegawa. A Yamaha RZ two fifty from nineteen eighty. A new tool of that. The Imperial Shuttle. That's a digital file. Yeah. You know, it's interesting how many more now you're seeing, you know, they mark this now with the flag, digital 3D data file. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you're seeing a lot, a lot more of that. Oh, and of course, fantastic plastic there. Classic rocket ship series from November 16th, the T013. This is number nine, one to two eight eight schedule scale. So always kind of oh, cool. You know. <laughs> well, you know. Now the one we were talking about too is um, from November fifteenth. Fantastic plastic. They've released uh, in one two hundred scale the Pathfinder, the atomic powered uh, space shuttle uh, from this Apple TV series for all mankind. Mm. It never occurred to me until I saw the picture that it's got no tail. It's got a little tiny stumpy thing for a tail. Like no, it just doesn't look right. Yeah, but the, never, winglets aren't, the winglets aren't winglets, they're taillets. Yeah, but I just, you know, but like, look, it looks like they got, looks like they, they basically, if you look at the screenshot of the boop of the box art, it looks like they put in a, you know, the wrong scale. <laughs> like a 1350, so a shuttle tail. So you're saying in the real world, this actually might not work? Uh, God, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You, know what? you know what? I watched a bit of this series, and, and the idea is great, but I get depressed because I start thinking about what could have happened, what could have been, you yeah. know, and just, yeah, you just start, you know, yeah, it depresses me sometimes. Um, you know, I want my flying cars, damn it. But these <laughs> days, with the amount of people, you know, on their phones in the car and that, do I really want that? If you, you know, had a flying me- car, you'd be dead within a week. Oh, yep. between me or someone else, exactly. That's the problem. Um, yep. So, all right. Anything else catches someone's eye? Anything else out there that's new? Anyone want to talk about? Well, I'm I'm waiting very patiently for that Great Wall Hobby A10. I think that that's something oh, that yes. very much in need. Fingers crossed that it, that it's a good kit and, and and worthy of of taking over the mantle from a from I don't know I don't even know anyone who's out there that from Monogram really Monogram, for the A yeah. series. Yeah, so it's a face. Yeah, that was a bad face, Chris. Bad face monogram. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just raised lines for its time. For its time, yeah. exactly. So, and, yeah, and Larry's hopefully. C. Do you know if they're doing the C or the the A? Great I, wall. I honestly don't know. Um, uh, I'll take either. I'm I'm happy with either. There you go. Um, so between that and the HK models, uh, 48 scale B25J. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk a little bit and we'll take a brief break from our good friends at Cult TV, man. So here we go. Let's talk about the latest news from our good friends at Cult TV, man. Lots of interesting news towards the end of the year. Uh, round two is continuing their Star Wars issues. They've announced quite a few kits, just no specifics when they're going to come. X Plus has announced more. Uh, the Fly from Monarch is in production. They don't have any updates currently on any upcoming Mobius products. And Bandai has not announced any more Star Wars kits on the date I'm recording this. But lots of goodies available now from the culttvmanshop.com. Uh, the reissue from MPC round two of the Monkey Mobile. You know, the band The Monkeys, remember them? You have the 125th version of that. Anakin's Pod Racer from The Phantom Menace from round two AMT, also available. And then the Galileo Shuttle, both the interior and the complete kit, 132nd scale from Polar Lights. Those are now in stock, available to purchase. Definitely check those out. Lots of exciting pre orders, including the Creature of the Black Lagoon. The one eight scale from Aurora, the TIE Fighter Studio Series, 132nd scale. That's going to be a big kit from Star Wars, of course. And, of course, they're getting some more perfect grade Millennium Falcons from Bandai. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh, the Enterprise C, 114th scale from A&T. That's a 2020, 
22 release, you can get that for a really good deal as well. So as always, lots of amazing deals. Check them out at culttvman.com, culttvmanshop.com, and let them know the Scale Model Podcast sent you. Okay, as you can see, a great sale they're going to have. Um, they had a great sale over, uh, you know, Black Monday, Black Friday, whatever, but still a lot of good new new things. Definitely check them out. Okay, now it's time for the Celebrity Roast. Oh, we didn't tell him about that, did we? <laughs> we? We missed that. Chris, you've been on. Last time you were on the show was episode 85, quite a while ago. Uh, you've written a lot since then, posted a lot since then. What's new and exciting uh, with, 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 with the model airplane maker, other than you know seeing you on a few other podcasts? Oh, new and exciting. Well, I just finished the, uh, I guess, very well-known Ravel SR-71, the new mold uh, SR-71 Blackbird. Um, mm -hmm. That took, you know, over the course of the summer that I did it. Uh, but I really wanted to concentrate on painting it and I really wanted to get it to have that used in-service look. So finally put that one to bed and put a, a video out on that. Um, aside from uh, from those two things or that thing, I'm working, I'm just getting ready for the group build, which I'm going to have a, a nice little Corsair that I'm going to do uh, as an Okinawa Corsair. And mm -hmm. on a personal note, that's the plane that really got me interested in uh, Corsairs in the first place and actually even getting back into models. So a um, little, little backstory behind this particular one, the pilot of, uh, of this particular Corsair was on patrol uh, over the island and was vectored uh, at a very high level to intercept the Dyna. And he and his wingman had to lose half their ammunition to get up to that level. And in doing so, Unfortunately, the guns froze. So when he, when the moment of truth came, uh, he, he made the perfect intercept. Uh, nothing happened. So being a marine and uh, not taking uh, any of that as 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 a conclusion, he decided the next best thing to do is to use his prop to start chopping away at the dyna, which he did. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he dead sticked the thing all the way back and landed it. And Hurrah. and there we go. And so you know you have to think. With a story like that, you, you gotta you gotta be interested in, in just what type of person would do that sort of thing and what kind of plane that this person flew, and that's mm -hmm. what really got me into Corsairs. So I'm going to be building that for the uh, the Pacific Group. Wings folded or open? Uh, open, open, open. Yeah, I built the one with folded, and it was challenging, but it was like I said, it was a fun build. I built that same kit quite a while ago. Um, the other thing I want to point out too is 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 for listeners is. You know, you want some great advice and well illustrated and all that. Check out some of uh, Chris's blog posts. You, you had the more recent one about the one titled "Jet Engines Aren't Silver," where you go into de details about built about painting the engines on the SR seventy one. And this is great. You know, you go step by step, and you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of watching it and you know going through and okay, why the heck is he using dust and all that? And then you see a little bit later on, yeah, it works. Uh, you know, as he says there, see, there's no silver. This is coppery gold, pale orange, greenish gray, and a pale pink, but no silver. And, uh, you know, you said you came pretty close. You, you came pretty well right on. And you've got your YouTube video to prove it. And just, you know, great tips and advice, uh, both modeling tips and, and good general stuff about the hobby. Um, and this is what I love. I always love when I see a notification. The other good one I, I, I bookmark is the tips and tricks for uh, for jet cockpits when you're working on the Tamiya F-14. Uh, just, you know, fantastic job. Again, great 
great, great detailing. You know, you're one of the reasons I want to start expanding our, our YouTube a bit. And I'm doing unboxing videos on my own channel. Uh, just, you know, really, really cool. And you get out to the shows and the contests, and, you know, and, and you, you just you basically have a lot of fun with the hobby. Well, I don't see why you can't. And I think that that's sort of the whole reason why we're doing this. And and that's why I'm happy to come on uh, your show with, with uh, Jeff and Terry, because I think that there's a good alignment in how we view this whole thing and and what we're trying to do in terms of enjoying the hobby and, and, and having other people and sharing it and sharing that as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's why I started the channel. That's why I started the blog. Now, of course, if, you know, on my blog, things can get a little, uh, whimsical things can get a little tongue cheek at times and that's not everyone's cup of tea, you know, but mm-hmm. as I've said to other people, if you're interested in, in reading blog posts, that's, you know, starts with uh, construction started with the cockpit. I'm probably not for you. If you're looking for some commentary of the, of, of, of the situation we find ourselves in today and maybe some uh, looking back and some, and some uh, poking gentle fun at things, well, look no further. That's uh, that's what I do. So exactly. hopefully uh, people can find me and enjoy it and, and let me know and, and, and reach out because I, I really enjoy hearing from people for sure. Yeah, just like just just like we 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 do as well. Um, the other thing is, we're excited to say that uh, you know Chris has already booked his room for HeritageCon next March, twenty twenty three. We'll be there as well, and he's going to be uh, joining us for some show coverage and you know commentary and 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 and, and stuff like, like like that for the show. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. Um, anything else you want to say? So what else you've been working on? You talked about what your next one's going to be. Anything else down the pipe that you're seeing coming up that you say, you know, I got to have it? Uh, definitely that A10. Um, right. um, I'm thinking of doing a series of Corsairs in the coming year. So mm-hmm. one thing that I've noticed in terms of books that I have or books that, I'm, uh, that I've read is they really focus on either, and, and which isn't to, I don't want to criticize uh, anybody by saying this. It's just you either have what I, what I call the numbers history, so like unit numbers and 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 and, and squadron numbers and all this sort of thing. We, let's go through all the numbers and dates and where they were. So you have that type of history book, and and then you have like the other ones which are mostly drawings or or. Uh, uh, you know, pictures and drawings and that type of thing. And what I was really trying to find out recently is, okay, what are these things actually doing? Like, where were they? Why were they doing it? What were they actually doing? And so uh, this year I'm thinking of putting together uh, just a a look at about three or four Corsairs. um, And I'm going to have them throughout the war and really concentrate on exactly what these things were doing and why they were doing it. So it's not just about, units and locations and it's not just about you know here's here's the paint you know here's the painting scheme it's really coming to understand how these things were used and i don't you know you know me right it's not going to get down to like the nitty-gritty of of 200 page dissertations of the battle of uh, of bougainville this is going to be more high level but it's going to actually maybe explain uh, a little bit more for people who are just sort of casually interested in these things along with it because that's really what i what my big angles in with this hobby aside from the pure enjoyment of it is I love the history side too. And I really, mm-hmm. love it. so for example, when you, br- when you brought up the uh, Yamamoto sh- uh, interception and that's a huge story, which, which is amazing to me that it's not more uh, yeah. widespread because it's quite the story, especially how they were able to do it under that time crunch and be oh, at, the yeah. right place at the right time after, after 
what, two hours of flying directly over the ocean using nothing but a stopwatch and a very good compass. It's incredible. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going too far. Yeah. All I'm saying is over the, over the year, I think I'm going to explore and do a lot more um, uh, detailed work on Corsairs. That's what I'm, I'm thinking of doing. Very cool. No, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing that. So, all right. We always asked you, um, I think we asked you, what, 20-something episodes again. Where do you think the hobby is going to be in five and five to ten years? Well, any, I, any, any predictions? It's not dying. Uh, no. Far from it. I think it's going to be... Uh, I think we're just going to see some amazing stuff. The um, that border uh, Lancaster with the oil canning. I'm really mm-hmm. thinking that's going to translate down to lower uh, or, or lower scales. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a lot more of that stuff, but I think <laughs> we're going to have to bring our wallets to, to enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> that's what, that's the other side of this thing, and it's really catering to that type of of market that I I think that the lower end is going to kind of maybe not be what it was. And and it's really going to cater to someone who's going to drop a few hundred dollars for a scale Mm -hmm. model or something. Mm -hmm. And I think what else can happen is, um, you know, particularly the smaller companies, they don't have to do massive, massive runs to make money. They can charge a premium price, you know, do a little bit more. You were mentioning about the oil can skinning. Uh, We covered the Hong Kong, um, Hong Kong models, a A 20 release in 132nd last show and yeah perfect example there you're seeing it there you're seeing the molds on that and just you know some amazing stuff there well it's Mm -hmm. i I think people we do we demand that more and frankly the technology is caught up to the point where uh, they can do that if you're if you're doing a lot of this by hand there's no way you're doing that yeah it's on especially on something of, of a smaller scale like 48th but now it certainly can be done. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Right. So I think it's really cool. So as you prepare for your Corsair for the group build in a couple of days, what's anything on the bench right now? I am just, st- well, I've just started the, let me get the thing right here. It's, this is that one I was talking about earlier uh, from uh, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard of this um, company before, but it's called AMP. I'll just hold it up here for you. Oh, I love it. It's something I called a it. dinosaur. And it's uh, yeah. an X-20 dinosaur. And it seems to me it was some sort of pre, uh, some sort of dinosaur era shuttle that never never got off the ground. So I think it was a, a, some sort of recyclable. US Air Force. It was That's the U.S. Right. Air Force program from the 1960s. Yeah, do and, some reading on that. You'll, yeah. you'll. It's another one of those programs that should have developed into something. Yeah, but no one wanted to actually make it happen. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll have fun with that. You could do. You could do some fun. You could do some fun what ifs. Yeah, and I'm thinking of doing a quick uh, history and a build on this one. So nothing too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, nothing too. Um, detailed in terms of length but just sort of a history and ability i i just was picked this thing i saw it on online and i couldn't i couldn't not have it i had to have it, it was just so <laughs> that's the way it works yeah check the wikipedia article that's a good first step right. there's a lot yeah, of good the wikipedia articles very well written i remember looking that up a while ago that's the kind of thing jeff's into too so i was just and gonna I'll, say that, that that would show up on my shelf in a heartbeat and i'll tell you these these guys at amp these guys and girls at amp um, you know, my heart goes out to them, uh, and and 
they made this happen during probably one of the worst times of their lives and and they did it and i was yeah to this day i'm still kind of shocked that it happened (laughs) but it did so if you have a chance uh, check them out and see if there's something on their website that you like cool very good all right Speaking of things that we like, we also like Sean's custom model tools. He's always got a lot of cool things, and I'm sure he's going to be back at HeritageCon too. Let's see what's happening with him now in, in this ad. Now we're going to talk a bit about Sean's custom model tools, one of our other sponsors of the Scale Model Podcast. Some very cool things, both 3D printed and the Goodman Super Sanding Blocks. Let's start with the Microset and Microsole Decal Set Bottle Stand. This is... Uh, purposely designed for the microscale set and sole. Uh, most modelers over the years, they've tipped these bottles over. So uh, this is a very handy thing. At $14.95, you can uh, put them both together. They're printed in blue and red for easy identification. Comes with a black base, and they actually have little magnets on it, so it helps keeps them in place. Definitely a good deal. I use mine all the time, and I can well recommend them. Let's talk a bit about those Goodman Model Super Sanding Blocks, namely the Value Pack Combo for $28.99. You get the 80 grit, 180 grit, 220, 320, 400, and 600. Uh, Just an amazing set, Uh, just what you need. And you can also, uh, if you want, you can also get a a Super Sanding Block Stand for it, which also uh, really makes life a little bit easier, helps helps things keep it organized. The other thing too is they have, they have the awesome model tape dispenser for uh, your various tapes. It's basically a 3D printed thing. You put spools of your tapes, it's got a little razor blade to help uh, cut it. And it's a uh, really, really good design. Uh, so yeah, works out really well and yours for $19.95. So check out these and other amazing deals at SeansCustomModelTools.com and uh, also on Facebook and tell them that the Scale Model Podcast sent you. All right, we're back. Uh, what's on the bench? So I am finishing the Bandai X-Wing. This is a cute little kit in 1 to 144. I did an unboxing for it on the Blackfire channel. I'll, I'll post a link to it as well. Um, nice little kit, as usual. Bandai, it just falls together. Um, I came up with a yeah, semi-successful brainwave. Oh, there we go. Jeff's showing one off there. Um, the only thing about that kit is it has stickers instead of uh, instead of, instead of de- decals. And mine I wasn't relishing. Yeah, mine didn't. Um, mine had both. Yeah. I, well, lucky, lucky you. Yeah, so there, you go. Go. there you go. There you go. Mine had uh, stickers only. Um, but what I thought about is I said, well, for some of these, if I just peel away the sticker, it's got the little mass frame around it. Why not try that? So I, I threw it on the wings for that. Uh, put some. I wanted to do something different, so I, I put some Tamiya purple on it. It worked actually really well. Um, once I had the wings assembled, I worked went on to the fuselage didn't work as well on the fuselage striping so i have put a i had to sand that away because it was a bit of a mess repaint and i'm going to try just traditional masking but again nice little kit nice and easy i've got three or four of them great little kit so next up of course we've been hearing us talk about it the uh you know let's go pacific model air playmaker group build uh i've got this 148 to be a bow fighter uh 
you know, it was originally a white box kit looking absolutely gorgeous. I've got some decals from a Mike Hill from the club. It's going to be an RAAF scheme. And I am just so pumped to get back into uh, Commonwealth 48 scale aircraft. I feel like I've been gone from it way, way, way too long. So looking forward to that. All right, Jeff, you've been doing some non some non hobby stuff. You you've been the good uh, the good husband again. Yeah, yeah. Well, like we've talked a bit about this in the last couple of shows that uh, my wife needed a better sewing and a more a place where she could uh, do her sewing and leave it. Like I can leave my models. I love it. You just leave it, walk away, come back. Everything's where you left it. Uh, she was kind of temporarily setting up in different places, and uh, that wears thin very quickly. So we've uh, We've, I've added another bedroom downstairs in the lower level, and uh, it's going to be her sewing room slash, you know, guest bed uh, guest bedroom number seven or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> I have no idea, but uh, it's convenient when all of the kids come back, uh, which they'll be doing this Christmas. Uh, so that'll be useful. But that's taken up a lot of my time. But in the meantime, I've also been trying to finish this guy, which is the. Uh, the Backham Natter, the oh, uh, nice. first. Uh, this uh, represents the first uh, manned quote rocket vertical rocket launch, and uh, the pilot survived about six seconds. <laughs> 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 very, very successful situation. Anyway, it's kind of been a challenging build, and I hope to have it finished, um, you know, within a couple of weeks. But that's about that's it. That's good. Yeah, because you're scratch building. As we were saying, and going back to it, I've got to get my uh, CL-52 finished before everybody gets swamped with Belcher bit models of you know, B-40. Yeah. Yep, yep. Remember, you don't want to you don't want to annoy IPMS Canada. <laughs> no, they I have don't. Friends I know. everywhere. They have their their the long links. They have contacts all over the world. Yep, there's motivation. I have two, I have two half-written articles. I mean, and actually, I, I reread them, and I. I I kind of like him. It's my style anyway. I think he'll do well. He'll do well. No, okay. they always look at One is for this guy right behind me, the Discovery. Yeah, so uh, there you go. One, so. Yeah. I, so you got you to get like that built. All right. Yep. Uh, Chris, what about you, sir? In terms of... Sorry. Well, you got your what's on the bench. You recently finished your you recently finished you your huge... I know, you more or less told us, but you know, he's got the he's got the review there. A nice, nice picture of the group build, you know. So basically, what you've already told us, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can only yeah. do so much, Stu. I, I... <laughs> I know that's all right, man. That's all right. But no, I do recommend people check out his build articles on the Ravel SR seventy one. You'll get a, you'll get a good education there. Okay, Mister. Yeah, if you ever have to paint uh, a black, a, you know, quote unquote black aircraft or a dark colored aircraft, because I thought, mm-hmm. I thought. Uh, Chris, you did a fantastic job with that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, because that good. finish gets it's such oxidized metal that it's it's kind of tricky to do. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, definitely. All right, Terry, and don't forget you gotta mention your Canada Saber, because I have one of those too. Oh yeah, I picked up the Canada Saber and I, I put it online there uh, and, and got plenty of feedback from several people on Facebook <laughs> about about the kit. Uh, and feedback from Tom Cleaver, who sent me some rather uh, not great information about it, and then he sent me another one. Go, you know, it's it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. It just yeah. needs a custom. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But apparently, it can't be built closed up. Really, it's meant to be built 
with all those panels open. Yeah, they don't fit if you, cl- you know, take I've them apart that. and put them in. They don't really fit. Yeah, I was going to build it as a gate guard, mm-hmm. um, but now I I'm not. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, I think you'll have fun with it because I I have it and I'm gonna I'm gonna get some above and below decals. Oh, for I, I have plans for this thing. Yeah. Oh. So um, that that was a impulse buy at the hobby shop. I was yep. actually hoping they had the Buccaneer. You only, in, you only went in for paint, right? Uh, yeah, and this this little place is great over here in Itasca. It's got yeah. like all the all the Tamiya, all the the new um, what what from Ravel the yeah the Ravel the the yeah um, the AV. It's got um, it's one of the few places that carries uh, Alclad, like the entire line of oh. Alclad. Wow! Um, oh, wow. So it's and it's one of these old school hobby. Um, model toy railroad shops it's everything is stuffed from the floor to you need a step stool i miss it's the best time right there yeah Yeah. Uh, Yeah. i should take a video of it sometime it's unbelievable (laughs) Uh, what else am i doing i picked up at at, um, hobby town where we have our meetings a little um Oh, yeah, it's a carrier. It's a mech yes. carrier. Um, I didn't get the mech. I have to get the mech. I don't know. My buddy Neil. Did. My buddy Neil built one of these, painted up really nicely. There's some. Oh, very nice. Yep. Like. Yep. Yep. Send some pictures along of that. I was going to do nice. it just as a real quick yep. Thanksgiving weekend kind of quick paint and build, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil convinced me to do something more challenging. He so. has nothing but trouble on Neil. I, You've said that before. You can't just do that. that. You hate it when people just do that. It's like, oh, I you're know, right. I, I do. He's, he's one hell of a wingman. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but getting close to finished. Getting close to finished. Oh, looking little, good. Little P43. Yeah. That's, that's, the Dora, that's the Dora one, right? Dora Wings P forty three. Very nice. It is. Nice. It's a good three footer. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. But it'll look I good know, in I, my case. It looks good I'd from say, here. I'd say two footer at least. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a two footer. Yeah, and then right. this then is the definitely one. Chris, a one. Chris, check this one out. This is beautiful. a one to two footer. Is a. Uh, yeah, that's that's a beaut. I saw you put that up on Facebook and I was very impressed with that thing. That is really gorgeous. I don't think I've posted pictures on Facebook of, of it with the prop attached. Oh no, I don't think you have. If you can, if you can make, if you can make heritage con this year, Terry, please try and bring that. I will bring them. Yep. Yeah. I think that's going to be a showstopper right there. When you you look at, you know, just the, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Props. Yeah, I know. I... <laughs> That's beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's turning out pretty darn good. I think it's. I had yeah, to add. I had a neat. little blade antenna. You see, I just want to make it look a little more modern. So there's a blade yeah. antenna there. You probably can't see it. I put a little, a couple little uh, red beacon lights there. Nice. That's gonna and look then, so good. And, yep. And, yep. That's looking awesome. It almost the problem like a, you're going to have is uh, what category to put that thing in because we'll have not, to. Well, this is well, if these, there's a hypothetical, it goes in hypothetical. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 we'll chat to we'll we'll, we'll we'll chat to Ian. That'll be part of our bribe. Most a lot of the okay. shows up this way have have moved toward 
a gold, silver, bronze, not a gold, silver, bronze. Yeah, a gold, silver, bronze. So an open category. So they'll just yeah. look like, like 48 scale or just aircraft. Right. right. One, one other thing I noticed in the latest RRT, um, IPMS Canada, they're not saying they're going to do it, but they're going to revisit looking at judging categories. It was yeah. in the latest yeah. RT. They're saying nothing's in stone. Don't start sending us, you know, letter bombs and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there's definitely, you know, I think it's time to open that can of worms again. Uh, yeah. For our show, uh, which we are going to have a show in September of 2023, the Southwestern Ontario Scale Model Show, um, we're going to continue with traditional IPMS judging for this time. Uh, but one never yeah. knows. One never yeah. knows. So on, on that Cavalier, I'm just waiting for a brass keto tube. Nice. Once I install that, it'll be done. Nice. Very nice. Just looking at it from a distance and through through the the, pic, the camera here, it almost looks like a an F ninety four Starfighter with a propeller on front. So without without the prop on it, it it does very much have an F eighty or an F eighty four. Yeah, kind of look right. It does. Yeah. But, yeah. It's just a. It's but a, it's, it's you know it's a Mustang. There's no mistaking yeah. the lines of the Mustang wing and the tail and everything. It's gorgeous. No, nice. It's the wingtip tanks that that that, that throw yeah, me. Yeah, it's the tip tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Halberd Models makes the racer Mustang conversions too, like mm. Big in the Beginning and the other ones. And they had those tip tanks, or Big in the Beginning had like pulse jets or something on the on the wingtips, <laughs> didn't it? That would be amazing. That'd be yeah. a case of just like just like you know, I wonder if the lifespan of the pilot would be similar to Jeff's latest build. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I don't know, but they <laughs> they cropped down that the canopy as well, so he had like a. Just like a tank for God's sakes, do not know. strike a bird. No bird strikes, please. God, not much canopy there to have a bird strike. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> so you also got some Pacific Group build choices, I see here. Yeah. What do you got in mind? Yeah, Let's since see. We got plenty of time. Actually, we got tons of time. Oh, there you go. Great kit. Great kit. The, yes, yes, and the Babs. So the militarized version of it definitely fits in the Pacific War. Very nice. The, uh, the the um, promotional flight was 1937, but you know, one thing I love about group builds too, is you learn so much by how people post and they talk about a little bit like the history and that. I know you talked about this mm -hmm. particular aircraft before. Yeah. It's always fascinating to hear about the history and like, you know, like I said, just by, by reading some of these books, I know the bow fighter I'm working on, um, Mike, who I got the decals from, he lent me a book called strike wings. And this is all about the bow fighter squadrons in the North sea. And again, fascinating stuff. You know, I read, I heard bits and pieces, but I haven't really read a detailed account. So I'm really kind of trying to get back into my history and yeah. trying to read more and more about these. And I think yeah, it's you, really good. Yeah. If you want a good book about the North Sea, read Bring Me Back My String Bag. Bring Me Back My String Bag. Right. I don't think, about, I'll, do a, I don't think I'll do a Google search because I'll put in the word history. About a, uh, it's a swordfish pilot. Mm. Oh, I have a swordfish. Yeah, they, they, they made them transition to some other planes and they eventually went back to the swordfishes. Ah, swordfish pilot at war, 1940 to 1945. Yeah. John, who wrote it here? John Godley, Lord Kilbracken. Oh, yeah, so he, um, yeah, they transitioned them into Vindicators, I think, Chesapeake's, is that mm -hmm. what that was called? Mm -hmm. Which they actually liked a lot, but the War Department didn't, so they brought them back to to the swordfish hmm. which they used they used quite well oh yeah they used it and again it was 
obsolete when it went in, but it did well. It helped stop the Bismarck. So I, I got one from that Goodwill stash. I've got the 48-scale Tamiya with the oh. extra rigging thing. And it's like, that one scares me. But at the same time, I'm, I'm going to try and hang on to it. I'll try and, I'm, yeah, I'll I try have and build with the folded wings. I think I've got two. I inherited yeah. one from somebody else. And- I have a second set of the rigging set. Let me know if you need it. All right. Um, I've seen sure them on the tables. Too. I've seen them both wings open and wings folded. And they're so gorgeous. They are. Yeah. yeah. If if done well, they're done really gorgeous. Yeah, I'm sure I'm I'm sure you've heard me talk about this before, Chris. I went to Goodwill one day and there was literally several dozen. And yeah. And what's wild is some of these kits had two kits in them. Like I'm I'm selling some of the seventy second scale stuff and I just opened one up, priced one out. It's uh one oh nine, the Tamiya and the Hasagawa. Uh, two different 72nd scale kits in one box, like fully complete and all that. And the Swordfish had single kit, but an extra rigging set. And someone else who bought another one, he's got like four of these photo etch rigging sets. Like, uh, you know, this guy had a huge stash, a lot of a lot of different things. So, yeah, yeah. it's been fun to try and sort through. Uh, like I said, I'm selling quite a bit of the, of the 72nd scale stuff, I think. But the 48th, yeah, that one normally is rigging, forget it, but yeah, it's got a lot of history and I might, I might try it. It's, it's a bigger scale to work with. So we'll see. Yeah. It's not getting sold. So definitely. Yeah. Definitely we've had a good. couple of weeks here too, Jeff. It's <laughs> for not good stuff. Sour had to have our sewer line repaired out to the, see out to the main shower, shower leak. So we got that repaired needs to be replaced. Solar panels, oh, wow. solar panels. Yeah. So eventually we'll get our driveway put back together and, uh, the brickwork should be done this week mm-hmm. to replace mm-hmm. it. Maybe it'll get turned on this week. I don't know. Yeah. Chris yeah. is being very well mannered. Chris is being um, really too well yeah, mannered. He up, wants Chris? to say something, but he's not interrupting you guys. I don't. Cre- I don't care. I'm happy. What's to interrupt with that? You go Chris. ahead. Yeah, Chris. I was going to say, go ahead and speak over us. We do it all the time to well, each other. I didn't, I didn't want to speak over you, but um, I, I do remember uh, you, you, you talking about that story where you walked into Goodwill. The only, and I'm very jealous. And the only other story I've ever heard similar to yours is a, a guy here, a local guy. He went uh, on his bike to a value village or something like that. And it was exactly the same situation that you found yourself in. And the hilarity of it was, I think his wife had the car for the day. So he had to cycle back and forth to his house with some 50 kits, uh, 50 uh, tank kits and 35th scale, all the dragon stuff, all of it really nice, but he just could not let the... (laughs) He could not no, let no, I didn't, them up. <laughs> I, I picked up about half, and then I was a nice guy and sent it out on the club page. And one of the other guys, he normally lives in St. Thomas, but I was think he was teaching at the local college at the time. He shot over there and picked up the rest, and there's been a lot of uh, dealing at the, at the club meets since then. Uh, but, yeah, just, you know, like I said, I the first thing I saw were those 248 scale Lancasters, and my jaw just dropped, and then I thought – shit, if I get these, Jeff's never going to let me, you know, hear the end of it. Because I always joke about, I'd love them, but where the hell do I put them? And now right. I've got two of the bloody things in my stash, right? For, for any number of reasons, Stuart, I will never let you live that down. I, I know, never... that's fine. I knew it It was well well, well worth it. The funniest um, part but... of that whole story, though, was you, you've, you've alluded to part of it, where you sort of went on Facebook and you sent out these notes to, to IPMS London the club group, uh, Facebook group, saying, "Hey, look what I got!" and picture of your your cart loaded yep. to the brim and <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. And, and then you said, yeah, I've got the ones I want. There's a few left. And then within 10 minutes, Frank, who's also another member, Frank Donati, another yeah. member of the club, he posted on Facebook, said, don't bother. I got the I rest got the of them. <laughs> and he's an armor guy. So he's got enough aircraft to keep him going. But he, he did sell me a couple because, again, there was some. There was like a Catalina. There was two complete kits. A PBY yeah. Catalina in 70 seconds. So I might try that. Yeah, the stuff I skipped was the stuff I'd already built. Um, other than one Tamiya Mosquito, because I love the 48-scale Mosquitoes. Uh, so I have three of those now in the stash. And just, yeah, it's a once-in-a-lifetime. You just, you know, I tend to, it's part of my Saturday morning routine. I'll hit the hobby shop, maybe pop into some of the Goodwills. You never know. <laughs> it's normally stuff for my wife, though. I get the spidey sense, but it's mostly yarn for my wife or stuff or collectible mm -hmm. Barbies that she's wants. The only thing I like to joke about, because my wife is awesome with this. She, I sent her a text. I said, by the way, um, but I did find a vintage, something for her vintage Barbies. So, you know, that's how I got away with it. On top of the cart you'll see a little barbie collectible case or something that's what got me in the house yeah my wife will do that once in a while too she'll bring something home it's like to me airplane kits are good right yeah, yeah I, I, it kind of yeah i bought you a mosquito <laughs> and uh, it's like thanks i've got a couple of those but that's all right though yeah that's not She's that mark so that's a new mark for me yep exactly <laughs> no you gotta love it you gotta love it all right um things we've seen Click to detail. Who had this one? Is this me? I did. Uh, click you? to detail okay. has some new stuff there. They're another 3D printed um, accessory thing. So, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. If you're a B-52 or a space shuttle person, check this out. In oh, okay, numerous scales for B-52s, but mostly the space shuttle looks like it's the 200 scale stuff. All right. Jeff, don't you have a space shuttle? Uh, I, you know what? That's one thing. I, I have a 1200 a Hasegawa Space Shuttle slash Hubble Space Telescope kit. Okay, so uh, there you go. I've always wanted a good big one, like a 70-second scale. Yeah. Uh, Those were re-released just recently. You should yeah, be able to were. see them. I know, I know. And our local hobby store in London has one, and I, I'm eyeing it. But You're eyeing it? You want me to, you want me to have, a word, also, want me to have a word with Richard? Should I have a I'm word also, with Richard for you? It's just it's I'm a project. How many, how many kits I still have over here that are out of camera size. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> yeah, and it, that is a project. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be that would be a big one. You, you guys have seen on Facebook that one that's but the guy's been hand scribing everybody tile. Oh yeah. Oh, I can't yeah, imagine. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, beautiful work, but yeah, I would go mad. I would go absolutely. I do have the mon mad. the old monogram one seventy second B fifty two and X fifteen kit. That's cool. XB, there's an XB52 conversion set here. That's designed to hang from the ceiling. Yeah. 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 No think about the grandchildren. Place. Think about the grandchildren. You will be the cool grandfather yet again. Yep. Balls oh, eight, yeah, man. Well. Balls eight. Balls eight. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, to, 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 as far as uh, great uh, great captures, like one of the, you, you may remember a few years ago, I a fellow gave me a number of kits to be distributed and uh, yeah. around, and in that pile of kits was a full set of um, the B fifty two X fifteen markings. By oh, yes. I can't remember which company made them, but they're out of production now. They're, I'm gonna, good luck finding them, but they're just a minute. Oh. So your balls eight comment, Terry, bang on. I had this beautiful cutting thing. edge. Probably those were great yeah. stuff. I got a bunch of cutting probably, edge stuff. Yeah, probably, yeah, cutting edge and it's outstanding. It's just beautiful. So. I've been sort of sitting on that kit for a long time, wondering how I was going to do the markings, and now, boom, there they are. <laughs> yep. 
All right, moving on. Hey, Chris, I, I, I read proceedings too, but go ahead. Yeah, so when I was uh, mentioning earlier that I wanted to find out what some of these, uh, these Corsairs were doing, and I'm having trouble finding that, uh, someone turned me on to this site, the USNI, and they have a magazine called Proceedings. So the link is there. And if you're interested in almost, I mean, they have all the way up to modern day, but it's even historical um, articles on how things naval and marine oriented were done. Um, this is a great little site to, I didn't even know this mm-hmm. thing existed, Stuart. So I was very happy to find it. Oh yeah, I know a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, Proceedings has been around for years, like years and years and years. Uh, so yeah, a lot of good stuff about how the modern Navy operates and stuff like this. So I'm still a, yeah, I'm still a bit of a U.S. Navy geek from, uh, you know, back in the 80s, watching and reading Hunt for Red October and all that good stuff. Okay, and then you have something here about the Cactus Air Force. Yeah, I, I, I brought this one down because of that uh, dual boxing uh, mentioned earlier on, in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So this is a great article. That, uh, that really gives you a sort of a summary of what these air covers were doing in Guadalcanal. And if it doesn't get you excited for a, an air cover build, I don't know what will. Okay. Yeah, I, I read it this afternoon after you, I, I looked at the show notes. That's really cool. Uh, particularly the, 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 the last bit of uh, <laughs> the only thing they could do to save the base basically was to get up and keep strafing the, the, the piles of Japanese who were trying to clamber yep. up the bridge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was the only weapon they had available to them. Yeah, it worked. It worked. worked very, very well. All right. Uh, who had the next link? I did. Uh, the okay. National Museum of the United States Air Force has put its uh, refurbished A1H Skyraider on display oh, nice. in full there Sandy loadout. And you oh, remember sweet. they had Bernie Fisher's A1E that he landed and picked up a downed uh, a downed uh, fellow pilot and won the CMH for, uh, but they didn't have an A1H on display. Now they have their A1H fully restored. Nice. The proud American. All I think about is Flight of the Intruder. Sandy low lead, Sandy low lead. Yep. Yep, exactly. Beautiful aircraft. Absolutely gorgeous. Well, that will be on the list next time I get I yeah. get down there. And then you got the bird, there's a lot of photos there. Yeah. Yes. You know, I, it's probably been ten, at least ten years since I've been to, to Dayton to to the Air Force Museum. That is one of the best museums I've ever seen, and uh, I got to get back down there. I haven't been down there since they finished the Cold War uh, silos. Yeah. Oh, you got to go back. And I was there in 2018. And that was the fastest six hours of my life going going I know. Yeah. yeah you need a couple of days really to appreciate it all exactly yeah, time to do it all right so in that case we're just going to uh end things up we're going to talk about we're also sponsored by uh brett and chris at return to kit form way down in australia make sure you check out their web stores for all things macross including fantastic masks for the Valkyries and other other uh, other goodies, uh, return the number two kitform.com. Just check it out; you'll start drooling if you're a Macross fan. Uh, as always, from a modeling podcast, goodness, check out all those other podcasts. You know, yeah, even even that one, even that one from way down in Kentucky, who, who's <laughs> rumored to have bribed the judging already for uh, Musuru Cup. Modelpodcast.com. You check us out on Facebook, our very own website. 
uh, scalemodelpodcast.com. Uh, and of course, YouTube, where I'm going to throw up a few more things, but I will always link to the YouTube videos from the Scale Model Podcast webpage. So do check that out. So once again, Chris from modelairplanemaker.com, we want to thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. You're always welcome to, always welcome to drop by and, and join us. Thank you very much, guys. Real pleasure to be here again. Always good. We're looking forward to seeing you in March at HeritageCon. So let's do our standard standard out where everyone says who they are with Terry, of course, bringing up the rear uh, with his standard, whatever quip he comes out up with. So for the Scale Model Podcast, my name is Stuart Clark. I'm Jeff Hyland. Chris. Your turn, Chris. Your turn, oh, Chris. I'm Chris Wallace from Model Airplane Maker. And I'm Terry Measley reminding you to make your choice and start your Pacific build. Awesome. Look at that. Thank you and be well.